welcome back to the Points of View podcast, episode two. I'm your host, Adam Freed. And today, Monica and I bring you an award-winning filmmaker, Amy Ende Negbenebor Sela, or Amy, who we met in the 2018 Moving Parts Film Festival. Amy originally hails from Nigeria, but grew up by a Jewish-Israeli family in the Bronx. She's the founder of Sela Films, which carries out a specific mission to open the eyes of parts of the world not observed on a daily basis pushing the boundaries of innovation, inclusion, diversity, and creativity, which she has wonderfully done with her five short films to date, including Asa, A Beautiful Girl, A Day in the Life of Who, Blind Date, Utopia, and her most recent film, Hermit, which was just admitted into the 2020 Fall Moving Parts Film Festival. She has so much knowledge and incredible insight to share, and we can't wait for you to hear her story. the day in a life of who and it's so great to have you back thank you thanks for having me will you share with our listeners your journey into filmmaking so what got you into creating independent film of course yeah i i, I think i kind of fell into it to be honest because my um background is actually computer engineering and literature and that's what i studied i went to school at stevens institute of technology in hoboken new jersey I was working in a machine shop during the daytime and I was taking uh, theater classes. I started acting in theater in New York. And uh, while doing that, I met Michelle Shahad, who's a really good friend of mine and is a theater director, a really good theater director. And we worked on a, a few shows together. We even did a French festival show together. And we're talking about my story, where I came from, Nigeria and all that stuff. And he was like, you should make your story into a film. I'm like, oh, don't know how to do that. And he was like, well, if you can take a short version of like a short portion of your story and, and write it, I can work with you. And it would be like my intro into the filmmaking world and we can do it together. So I was like, of course. So my short film was, uh, my first short film was Asa, A Beautiful Girl, based on like the last 24 hours before I left Nigeria and came to the state. Founded Sela Films, my production company, to make Asa A Beautiful Girl. Eight years later, I can't do math. Yeah, that's kind of how that started. So... What are you working on currently? Do you have a project in the mix or? Yeah, well, I finished Hermit in February and obviously COVID happened. It's out to festivals. Um, a lot of festivals had to pivot. So some festivals either canceled, pushed back to next year. Um, some festivals are doing online uh, screenings. Had my first online screening of Hermit at the Woods Hole Film Festival. So essentially that was like its world premiere. And um, it was just, it, it was first of all an honor to get into Woods Hole. It's a very uh, wonderful festival and it's, it's just incredible. So it was great to see how they managed the pivot to the online world and to have Hermit premiere there was great. And um, I'm hoping that even with COVID, we'll have a, a good life, you know, in the festival world. While that's happening though, I am prepping for two other short films. Tell us about your process from inception to creation. Of course. Um, inception stories uh, come to me. I, I can be having a conversation with, with um, someone and something they say would trigger a thought. And usually I just 
I respect the thought. I just let it sit. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll be one of those people that needs room to uh, develop a story. I definitely am one of those people. So a thought will come to my um, to me, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's just leave it alone. Let's see what's going to develop from that. Um, and I meditate on that, and then a story develops. And it usually may not be like a fully fleshed out story, mm-hmm. but a story would develop or an idea will develop. And based on whatever that story or that idea is, and it can come from anything. So when that story comes to me, I start talking about it. Whatever the process is that allows what's going on in my head to come out, I, re- I just follow that process. And it's unique for everybody. Some people have to like actually write a short story, which mm-hmm. I do sometimes. The inception, I think, is a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, if it comes to me, I, I respect the process. I respect it, let it sit, and then I get it out of my head somehow, either by talking about it or by writing a short story about it. And once I know what that story looks like in my mind's eye, I start to write. Um, whereas people may make like a beat sheet and all that. I, I don't do that. I usually just sit down and write the story as, as if I was going to sit with you and have and tell you, oh my goodness, girl, guess what? This happened and that happened and this happened and that, right? That's, that's kind of how I'll write it down because if I can just sit down and say that story that way, then I feel like, okay, great. I have a fully thought out story. Mm-hmm. So I write the whole story down, um, shorthand. And then after that's done, I start to outline. That's an incredible, thorough way of really flushing out an idea. It's like, I, I, I feel like you have such a level of depth to what you do with that. Try it. I feel like you have to find what, what like completely works for you. There are times when an idea comes to me and I literally have to just sit down and start writing mm-hmm. because it's, it's a fully formed idea that just like pops in my head. I'm like, okay, I need to write this down. And I will do that, write that whole story down. And usually it's like about a page to two pages that you know, oh, this is what the story is. And then outline. So outlining, again, it's for me kind of like in story form. You know, where does it begin? I need to know where, where it ends. If I don't know where my story ends, I'm usually in trouble. Um, so I always have to know where I'm going to understand where I'm coming from. I sit down and then I start to write. And um, I'll just bang out a first draft, you know, get to the end. No need to go back and correct stuff while you're writing because I think you just get to the end. Yes. And after that's done, I read it, torture myself by reading it and going, what was this? and then rewrite it. Um, and after my, my uh, first rewrite, I can have people that I trust read it and give me notes. And then I start you know, the in-depth rewriting process from there. Now, if it's a piece that I'm planning on directing after the script is written, and if it's in a good enough shape that I feel like, okay, I can start um, storyboarding it if I need a storyboard or prepping it, prepping mm-hmm. for filming it, then I go into, okay, break down the script, how many, how many days is it going to take me to shoot this? What do I need? What, um, how much money, the right kind of estimate would, I'll need? Who do the actors need to be? Like all those questions I started asking myself then. That's like my pre-production process. And then of course, going to fundraising when I kind of have an idea of how much um, I'm going to need based on how many days and what equipment and what the look is that I'm going for. And while I'm fundraising, I'm working on my... Um, Obviously, I work on a pitch deck to fundraise, but I'm also working on a lookbook because mm-hmm. I want to get a good idea of what this film's going to look like. And once my lookbook is done, obviously, it's a part of my pitch deck, so that helps. So I'm kind of like doing them simultaneously. Um, 
I shift my focus fully to fundraising and I start um, crewing up and casting. And crewing up includes getting myself a producer that I can transfer. Because in this process, I'm essentially going to produce a hat. I can transfer the hat over to someone else. And then we go from there into actual production, right? So I guess you guys know that process. We go into production and after production, we're into post-production and after yes. you know, the editing and the color and the music and then festivals. And after festivals, I'm like, okay, can I make money off of this thing? <laughs> right. right. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is always the question. <laughs> it is. Like, can I put it somewhere to make some money? And short films are, are tricky when it comes to that. But if it's possible to like get it played in a, in a situation where we can get some revenue from it, I go that route. But that's after it's had a festival like. Yeah. So that's it. Inception to to release. What would you share to our audience of budding filmmakers that are aspiring to get into creating content for themselves? Is there any tips that you could share with us? Ask all the questions. My husband always teases me because I'm like, all the things. Yes, ask all the things. Um, it's better for you to learn what you don't know than to make a mistake that you have to like either pay for later or try to fix later. Right. So don't be afraid to ask questions even if people feel like you should know that. Fine. I don't know if it's Gary Vee or it might have been Gary Vee that said this. Forgive my French here. Eat shit. Put your ego aside and learn from everyone um, as much as you can. That includes asking questions, you know. So I think that's, I feel like there's always that fear of coming across and not knowing what you're doing because as a director, as a filmmaker, you're supposed to know it all and, and get on set and direct. You don't want too many chefs in the kitchen and all that stuff. Whatever decisions you make, you have to live with consequences. I agree. But I don't think you should hinder yourself from actually learning and making the best film possible because you're afraid of how you will look. Like deal with that personality issue later, but ask the questions you need to ask to make sure you're very prepared. Yes. And, you know, not, and prevent as many mistakes as possible. Um, so that will be one. I love collaborating and there's nothing wrong with collaboration. So I, uh, I, I push for that. So I always say as a, be open to collaborations that could include working on a script with someone like you both could be co-writers and get in their color on the story that you would probably never would have thought of. Be open to feedback, you know, even from, from people who you may feel are less ex experienced. Peer to peer all, all the way. I feel like, yes, you should try to move up and, and get connected to people um, high up on the ladder. But when you network and connect with people on the same rung as you, you guys are more likely to bring each other up together. Mm -hmm. You know, so be open to that. You don't have to know all the technical things, but surround yourself by people who do. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people who do. So you may not need necessarily know anything about lenses or what, but if you know what look you're going for, surround you, you know, you can definitely tell your cinematographer who is someone who knows what they're doing, I'm going for this look. And they can be like, oh, I know what lenses we need for that, right? So right. you don't have to know everything, but surround yourself by, with people who do. There is space for your voice. This yeah. is, there's space. There is a lot of space. 
is not going to get saturated anytime soon. It will allow you to relax and just tell your story and stay true to it. How has being in this pandemic changed your process? How has your creativity changed? What can, what advice can you offer to people trying to create in this environment, knowing that it may take a while for us to come back to where we were, especially in filmmaking and collaboration? Um, the first few months I did nothing. So we just, I would just, when everybody was going on and on about, oh my God, this is, I'm writing a lot. I was like, I can't get out of bed. I am not judging myself for that either. Right. And I needed to come to that realization like, yeah, we're all processing this in different ways. And there are people where they needed to be locked in mm -hmm. to get creative. Mm -hmm. And there are others where they needed to be locked in to get creative. We're in this era or this world where it's go, 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 content, 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 put stuff out, put stuff out, put stuff out. A lot of times we're regurgitating nonsense. Mm -hmm. Nobody actually stops. You know, when, you, when you're when you agriculture, when you're planting, you let the land furlough for a little bit. You put the fertilizer and nobody is doing that. We're just like tilling and growing and depleting the, the soil of every nutrient left because you're not giving it space, right, to replenish its nutrients. So there are people that needed the lockdown to go go lie down in bed and, and replenish. Right. And there are people who needed to be able to stop and realize, oh my God, they have this, I mean, your, your, your soil smells of fertilizer. It's fertilized. Do something with it. <laughs> They're, they're opening the windows and clearing out the cow dung smell, you know, like they're, they're just churning out work. For me, um, I definitely was cheering on all my, all my friends who are like churning out scripts and getting into competitions and are winning. And I'm also cheering on my friends who took, like me, a while to find their group because I realized, okay, I, I wasn't even sure what direction to face. Because I literally just finished Hermit and the plan was festivals while I start prepping for as the cookie crumbles so there was an abrupt stop and that's not even including like loss of jobs and, and dealing with all the things that actually came from you know the, the lockdown itself physically and, and financially I feel like now like the first few months I needed to have that to just go okay let's see what's what's happening let's process so that I'm in a healthy headspace to then get creative and now it's just overflowing. And I am glad I respected that process. Mm -hmm. um, so the, uh, the elephant in the room. I think it's a very individual process. For a lot of people, the first tip I will give you is meditate. Take the time to just sit down and be still, whatever that looks like for you. Because you're not helping yourself by, what's that word, remunerating or whatever that word is. It's just not helping. It's not helpful. And then as much as possible, get outside. Stretch your legs, get outside. If someone like me doesn't like to work out, get outside. Just walk around, listen to good music, take in as much culture as possible. There are way too much shows on Netflix and Hulu and Tubi and IMDb and Amazon. Pick one. Enjoy it. Learn something from it. So allow yourself to absorb nutrients so your soil gets replenished. And then when stuff is sprouting, go for it. Like, just dive right in. Right. That would be the advice I would give based on what I had to do. Stop for a moment and go, where am I? 
what's happening right now, where do I need to go? And you figure out how to get from where you are through what's happening right now to where you need to go. I am a big proponent for stillness. It doesn't, you don't have to be a, a Zen master or a meditation. Sometimes just sit still, have a cup of tea and just, I don't know, let the dogs bark, let your neighbor yap, just sit. Where can we find, follow you, support you yes. in your work? All those good things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my website is www.sellafilms.com. So that's like one place to go to find everything that um, I'm working on. Um, on social media, I'm on Facebook. So you can find me, my, my first name, A-I-M-I-E-N-D-E. is super easy. I'm on Instagram, at I-I-M-I-E-N-D-E. And I'm on Facebook as well. Twitter's the devil, but I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> So it's either A-I-M-I-E-N-D-E, you can find me, or Stella Films, you can find me. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. I will, you too. Hi, this is Monica Quinn. Thanks for listening to Points of View Podcast. If you're liking what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. You can also consider becoming a monthly contributor where you can donate to Points of View Podcast on the Anchor FM page. Moving Parts Film Festival is in its fall season and we will be holding screenings September 26th and 27th exclusively on Filmocracy. Film Festival Passes are now on sale on our website, www.movingpartsfilmfestival.org. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. We hope to see you at the festival.